Hello, you're listening to Renaissance Man, a podcast featuring my father, Philip Brunel, as he talks about the world of music. It is, you're settling in, you got your notes. I've got some other notes. It's early October. Um, where have you been and since we last recorded things? Where have you, where has the world, where, where in the world have you been? Um, the only, I think the only two places outside of the U.S. have been um, Africa and Europe. I would say, yeah. So you've been... I was in Africa uh, working with choirs and conductors in Accra, Ghana. And before that, two days in Cape Town visiting your sister, my daughter, and her husband and our one and only granddaughter. And then last week, I was in London, had a concert with the Royal Philharmonic Orchestra and Garrison Keillor at Cadogan Hall. There you go. You're busy. Well, it's just the usual pattern, so nothing really different. Oh, you had, the last time we talked, you had said um, that you... You read books while you travel. I do. What books have you been reading uh, while you were traveling to London? and Ar- What does a person read when they're traveling to, to Ghana? I read a wonderful book called The Underground Railroad, mm. brand new book. I uh, read that. I'm what what gr- made that remarkable? What made it wonderful? Oh, it's a fictitious but using a lot of true information about a young woman named Cora and how she escaped via the Underground Railroad from Georgia to uh, the north. And a long trek, a horrendous experience. It's a really great book. So I read that. I read a new book of McEwen. And the fourth book, I read four books. The other one, was about political conventions in U.S. history from 1876 to 1900. Absolutely fascinating. Every last little bit of memorabilia that you don't want to know. So it was good. Well, that that's it. That's a so there. As you're well aware, there's an election happening. Yes. So you were just reading about early political conventions because I was interested. Right. So. Here's my question. Does um, What role does music play in both political conventions and uh, more largely in presidential elections? It used to play a more personal role than it does now. Uh, certainly in the early days of the USA, up until television... There were songs that were written for each presidential candidate. Sometimes they were original tunes. Other times they might have taken a tune like, say, 
Battle Hymn of the Republic and written new words about the candidate. But they all had, both the Democrat and Republican had campaign songs. It really ended with Eisenhower. Uh, that was the last one with his campaign song, I Like Ike. Hmm. And, can you sing uh, it? No. I can't. I can kind of. It was a six-eight sort of deal. I remember, but I don't remember the words to it. But I know it was called "I Like Ike." But that stopped then with TV coming in, and now, of course, what you get is just not the candidate probably, but some some person on staff saying, "Oh, let's use this song as a, a background." So it's not the same as it used to be, and it's too bad because that was it made each candidate kind of personal. Well, you've done concerts uh, where you guys have played only music from elections. Yes. Yeah, we just did one last summer. Mm -hmm. And what what are some uh, what are some of the highlights? I mean, sometimes composers would not be doing it for a candidate, but just for the topic of presidential election. The most famous is um, George Gershwin's musical of The I Sing, mm -hmm. which was, uh, and its theme song was about a character named Wintergreen. Mm -hmm. And so the theme song was Wintergreen for president, ha ha ha, and it went on from there. Yeah. Huh. All right. Well, to your knowledge, has, has music ever swayed? A, a presidential election? I would imagine it did. I would imagine in the 1840s, 50s, 60s, when there was no other means than just the human voice mm -hmm. to transmit information, people learned these tunes and they were affected by it, as opposed to where we are today. So I think people were swayed by, uh, if it was a particularly catchy tune and the words were catchy uh i think uh you know you had uh, when tyler was there there was the theme was tippecanoe and tyler too mm -hmm. and um and there was a melody about those words and i think people if they could hum the melody oh that kind of stayed in their brain and then they'd it came carry, time to vote they'd carry it into the uh into the booth into the booth absolutely huh. all right so um well bringing it back to today um, if our, our two, our three uh, presidential candidates uh, sought your advice and you had a chance to sit down with them individually, obviously, what, given your role uh, in music and your knowledge of, of, well, you were on the board of the National Endowment of the Arts and right. you were on the board of the National of Chorus America. Of Course America, the Council. Right. So, so Thinking about a, a presidential candidate and and could music help garner more votes than say fewer votes? Uh, what advice would you give to our presidential candidates? Well, I think my advice would be twofold. One would be if you're going to have music to introduce you, make sure it's something that as many people as possible are familiar with and are also familiar with the words and they can figure out why those words fit that candidate so that mm -hmm. there's some interesting connection. The other thing that nobody does, of course, would be to ha create in today's world a new song, mm -hmm. maybe use an old melody that everybody knows right. 
but a new song with lyrics about the candidate. Mm -hmm. You know, one of the reasons that the Star Spangled Banner caught on instantly when it was composed back in 1814 was that the words of Francis Scott Key were, of course, brand new, but the melody was not new. It was an old drinking song from England called To Anacreon in Heaven. And so everybody knew this. do They all knew this. To Anacreon in Heaven, who sitteth in glee. So with this melody, they all knew it. So then it was just adding new words. You couldn't have new words and new melody and expect the general populace to pick it up instantly. But they did pick that one up, and that's how it all worked. Huh.